0: Welcome to Salem Fields Community Church. I'm your host, Pastor Jason. We are so glad that you decided to join us for worship today. We would love to better connect with you. So if you could, please take time to fill out your connection card. You can find that at the top of your screen under the tab connection, or you can go to salemfields.com slash contact. This is a great way for you to let us know how we can better serve you as your pastors here at Salem Fields. We also encourage you to faithfully give in your tithes and offerings today. You can do that by clicking on the give tab at the top of your screen, Texting uh, your gift to the number that's located on your screen or going to our website and giving or giving through the Salefields app. Remember that giving is not just a way that um, supports the church, but it's also a way that you grow in your life spiritually with God by putting him in, in the area of your finances and trusting God will take care of you. He's promised that if we test him in this, that he will meet our needs. And so I encourage you today to give in your gifts faithfully and cheerfully. We also want to make sure that you're staying connected to Salem Fields with all the activities that we've got going on throughout the week. We have the Deeper Dive on Mondays at 2 p.m., the Student Takeover on Tuesdays, the Lunchtime Gatherings through Zoom on Wednesdays, our Family Connection on Thursdays, and our Prayer Time on Fridays. You can find out more information about these things by visiting our website at SalemFields.com or visiting our social media pages at Salem Fields Community Church. We also have a great opportunity for you to go and be a part of an outreach event that we have taking place on June 12th. We are going to be kicking off our summer movie series and on June 12th, we're going to be showing the movie Frozen 2. We encourage you to invite your family, friends, and neighbors to be a part of that and join us. But you need to go to SalemFields.com movies to reserve your tickets because spaces will be limited due to social distancing. Now, as we continue to prepare ourselves for um, worship today, let us sit back, just dis- set aside any distractions that we may have, And let us focus in on worship. Let's join the worship team right now.
1: Jesus, our redemption, our salvation is in his blood.
2: Happy birthday. You didn't know it was your birthday, right? Well, it's not yours in particular. It's the birthday of the church and not Salem Fields, but the Big C Church. So just like Christmas and Easter, it's a day on the calendar in church tradition that churches around the world celebrate called Pentecost. And it comes around once a year, just like a birthday, right? And and some of you I know are saying, well, thank God birthdays only come once a year. But you know, with every birthday, you not only realize that you're a year older, you also take some time to reflect and to look back on the past year. I know that that I do, and so Pentecost, is a time when we share the story and we look back on why we do this, why we do church, you know, how the community of faith called the church, got started, and really why it matters at all. And it's found a very interesting story in Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4, which says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, And that's what we're celebrating today. We remember that the church is not a building. It's not even a worship service. It's a people. It's a people. It's us who God has called and put together to live out and to embody and to share the good news of Jesus in our world. And the good news is we are also not alone, that he gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. So today we reflect on that and really why this matters, how the Big C Church around the world and our church is called to make a difference. And we also celebrate the amazing parts of what it means to be part of the body of Christ. And the good news is that whoever you are, wherever you're from, whatever you've done, you're invited.
1: the
3: Father God, thank you so much for all the gifts that you've given us. Thank you so much, Father God, that we can join together, whether we be at a distance of five miles, 500 miles, or 5,000 plus miles, God. We are singularly together in your spirit as we worship you. God, we believe in you. We believe in what you've done for us, Father. We believe in your son, Jesus Christ. We believe in the power of your Holy Spirit that draws all people to you and unifies all, Father. Lord, we need you now. The world suffers under the weight of disease, under the weight of hatred and violence, under the weight of disunity, Father, under the weight of division, and Lord, the evils of the human heart, Father, that seek to harm their brothers and sisters, Father. Lord, we need you. We need the power of your Holy Spirit to sweep across this world, Father, and draw all together, regardless of race, regardless of color, regardless of creed, regardless of of home of birth, Father. None of that matters, Lord, as we are united under you, Father. We need you. Lord, as we celebrate the birth of your church, the mechanism that you created, Father, to extend your incredible love and grace to this world, Lord, that is so desperate for you. We need you, Father. Lord, I ask you for an anointing of your Holy Spirit today that the people of your church all across this world, no matter where they're from, Father, no matter what time of day it is, Lord, together, joined in one spirit, with one voice, unified under your banner, Father, that we would rise up, in the name of justice in the name of love and embrace all those around us, Father, regardless of our differences, because we are unified by the self same spirit, your Holy Spirit that we celebrate today and gave birth to the church, Father. We light the candle in your honor and we love you as our King of Kings and Lord of Lords in the mighty name of Jesus, amen.
4: friends of Salem Fields Community Church. I'm Pastor Jerome Hancock and it's a joy to be with you today because it's party time. Yeah, I know. You look at my decorations. I'm not too hot at uh, the decoration part, but I sure am good at the celebration part. And I'm thankful for this day, which is the birthday of the church. This is the time when we celebrate the pouring of the Holy Spirit into those 120 believers and how they went out and 3000 people were saved and the church was born. So today is Pentecost Sunday and we celebrate the birthday of the church. You know, as with any good birthday, we have to have some cake and I just had to have some right here I'm telling you what I lo- oh man I love some cake and uh, I'll have a little challenge not uh, eating the same but I was thinking about this cake and how it's kind of like our life as a Christian number one the cake part of all of this is really the rock the foundation the solid part and then this icing that's like the sweet sweet hope of God's presence in our life and the joy that he brings through his love and his forgiveness. And then there is just a, a joy of looking at it all. But you know, when I think about it, there's there's really something just still missing. What could it be? What, what, there's, oh, I know what's missing, of course. It's a candle. I had a candle here, somebody. Hey, can anybody get me a candle? Help, help, I need a candle.
0: Today's the birthday of the Christian church. And I heard Pastor Jerome was looking for something like this, so I'm going to pass it along.
4: Seth, somebody found the candle hey you're a great team hey thank you very much let me get that from you there (laughs) all right all right great there's that candle i tell you what we have a fabulous staff here at salem fields and i'm so thankful for each one of them thanks for helping me find the candle we need it so much and i'm just going to plunk it down knee deep in the sweet icing of god's love and forgiveness grounded on the rock of his promises in our lives the birthday cake yep There's the candle. You know, this candle, what it represents is every person who truly believes Jesus is the Christ and who are willing to follow wherever he leads. So here we are standing on the rock, the promise of God, up to our knees in the sweet, sweet icing of his love and forgiveness with the fire of God's Holy Spirit presence burning in our lives. You know, they say that a person, if he can see the light of a candle, they can see it more than a mile out into the distance, unless something's in the way. So, let's just say you were out in some great plain somewhere and you were lost, and a mile away a candle was glowing. You could find your way to it if you'd put forth the effort. Think about that. If you can see the light, you can get to it if you'll put forth the effort you know what you and i as god's people we have the opportunity the glorious opportunity to be filled with god's power so the light of his power in our lives and in our hearts can glow out through us and help guide lost people out of their darkness and into the glorious light of the love of god now friends i gotta tell you that's power because we're talking eternal change in people's lives that's power that's what jesus meant when he said in acts chapter 1 verse 8 you will receive power When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He was saying, I want you to wash with the wonderful water of life that I provide. I want to wash you with that so that you can be clean, so that then I can get rid of the stain of sin in your life. And then I can take your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh so that you can really live. Then I want to fill you with my power. I want to fill you with the Holy Spirit power, my power, to enable you to live such lives of victory and joy that you will shine and you will share my love everywhere you go. (laughs) Praise the Lord. He said we'd have power to be His witnesses all over the world. What could represent that? Oh, yeah, sure. The flame, there it is, burning in our lives. That's the fire, fire that gives us the power to shine for him in the darkness. Are you celebrating with me today? You know what I'm talking about? Have you repented of your sins? You know, some people listen to all this and they say, well, that's a good kind of a preacher type of thing to get excited about, but I don't really get it. Well, I have to ask you, are you really saved? Are you standing on the rock of God's promises? Are you knee deep in the sweet hope of his love and his eternal forgiveness? Are you willing to go wherever he leads? is the fire of His Holy Spirit shining in your life today. Have you had a spiritual birthday yourself? That's what I really want you to think about. Have you been born again? Have you had a spiritual birthday? And then have you been filled with God's Holy Spirit to empower you to live a holy life in a sin-driven world? Be honest with yourself and with God. He knows, and so do you. Ask Him to shine the spotlight of heaven on your heart. You know, I want us to pray. I'd like for you to pray with me. I'd like for you to think about the words of this song, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, fire, burn within my soul. I surrender, I surrender to your glory. Will you just open your heart to the Lord? Speak to us, Lord. As we listen to this song, may the message penetrate into our hearts and become our prayer, I pray in your precious name. Amen.
1: i I call As I call name Jesus As a call on your name Jesus As a call your name Jesus As a call on your name Jesus As call on your name. Jesus
4: Those hundred and twenty people were all filled with the Holy Spirit of God. I love reading that passage of Scripture and knowing that that's what He has for you and me today. It's not just past tense, it's present tense. And I'm thankful for the possibility of knowing His Holy Spirit real in my heart and in my life. So here's the setting for that Pentecost 2,000 years ago jesus was crucified on the afternoon before the beginning of the feast of passover passover celebrated that time when they were captives in egypt and on the final plague the death angel came through the land and the firstborn child and the firstborn animal of every household was slain except where the blood of the lamb was smeared on the doorpost of the house and when the death angel saw that blood on the doorpost it passed over that house and went where the blood was not. And You know, that is so significant because on that time of preparation, right before Passover, they would kill the lamb. Well, they slew Jesus, the spotless lamb of God, on the cross right during the time of preparation for Passover. Don't you think that's significant? I do. That the blessed lamb of God died on the cross giving his blood so that it can now be applied to the doorposts of our hearts, and the death angel will pass over us for eternity. Woo! Hallelujah. I'm so glad for the beauty I see in that wonderful passage of Scripture. Praise the Lord. And then Jesus rose from the dead. Three days later, which was the first day, it followed immediately after Passover, what they called the Feast of First Fruits. And what that means is we've planted our crops and praise the Lord, they've begun to come up out of the ground. And so we have the first fruits of our crops. And so it is with Jesus. He's the first of those who will come up from the dead. And we who know him and live in him will also be raised to newness of life, to live forever with him. And so there's going to be a great day of harvest. And that's exactly what Pentecost celebrates. 50 days after Passover, they celebrate Pentecost. Pentecost means 50 days, and it was actually called the Feast of Harvest. And so they were coming into Jerusalem. It was one of the three feasts of year where every Jewish male was required to come to Jerusalem and celebrate, and this Feast of Harvest was a great time, and people came in from all over the world. In fact, Acts chapter 2 lists 17 different nationalities that were represented as Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, and on that day as they were all gathered in, I mean, God orchestrated all of this. Great big crowd of folks. The Holy Spirit came on those 120 willing obedient followers of Jesus. They burst out the door and into the temple area, and there they preached and proclaimed. Peter proclaimed a glorious message, and the people said, what must we do? And he said, repent and be baptized, and that Day, 3,000 people were added to the church and it took off. And those people learned about the unifying power of Jesus in a moment. And that's why we call it the birthday of the church. Those people from far reaches of the world had come together, heard a message, and became bonded in the unity of. God, they had Him in their hearts and unified with 3,120 other believers at that very first moment, and they traveled home, and in their homes, they spread the unity and the message of God's Holy Spirit wherever they went. They were never the same again, and our world's never been the same again. You know, speaking about our world, as you look around our nation right now, not only are we suffering with all of the fears of the COVID-19 situation. But we're at a time, again, of special racial tension and unrest. It just shows how God wants to bring us together and unite people under the banner of Jesus. But Satan wants to divide. We actually have a wonderful opportunity right here to show the wonderful unifying power of Jesus. And so as we live in love and we reach out our arms to people of all backgrounds, creeds, colors, we love people. Because God, our Heavenly Father, loves people, and we love people. And as we reach out our arms in love, we'll say, hey, we'll shine like a flame in a dark world with the love of Jesus. In fact, let's just pray right now for our nation. Lord, you know all the unrest that's going on, these places that are so much in turmoil. And it's beginning, it seems, to spread here and there. Begins to afflict our hearts with another level of disease. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us in this moment to realize we're the mighty people of God and we're going to think with power. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the love of God and we have sound minds. We're able to reason and think and say, Yes, Lord. Even in this dark moment, we can shine as lights in the darkness. And so, Lord, fill us and use us and help our nation to see the wonderful love of God and be brought together in unity by your power. Send revival into my heart, into our hearts, and into our world as we speak the name of Jesus with power and the unction of the Holy Spirit. We pray in your powerful name. Amen. Folks, that's what we're about, and it's our choice. We can focus on what divides us, or we can focus on God's Holy Spirit that unites us. You see, more than 500 people saw Jesus alive. Can you imagine this? After he had been crucified and he rose from the dead, more than 500 people saw him walking around, but only 120 obeyed and waited. I have to ask you, would you have been one of them? They're the ones who received the power of God's Holy Spirit. They're the ones who got the fire and his power in them. So I have to ask you, check your heart, check your ambition, check your goals. You see, if there is anything that you desire more, than to be filled with God's Holy Spirit. You will never be filled with God's Holy Spirit. Think about that. A.W. Tozer once said, if the Holy Spirit withdrew from his church, 95% of everything done could go on without a pause. 95%, what he's saying is, we're only letting him in about 5% of everything we do. And if that's true for the church, it's probably true for us as individuals. Where do you stand in all that? How true is it in you? How true is it in Salem Fields Community Church? Because we're it. How true is it as we think about reaching out into our world? If what he says is so, and you think about that quote about if you want anything more than the Holy Spirit, you'll never have the Holy Spirit. You put those two together. We got to begin to think, how many things do we want more than we want the fullness of his spirit? And what's that doing to us by causing us to have lack of power? Being anemic in a world that desperately needs to see the power of God. Friends, the Holy Spirit comes into things with power, but he leaves quietly, often unnoticed, and few would even miss it. Think about it. In your own life, have you let the power of the Holy Spirit just kind of ebb away? Have you? You know, every denomination, when we think about all the denominations that are all of the United States, Christian, Protestant denominations, they all started in the fire of a movement of God's Holy Spirit. But too often, too often, they've ended up just being well-oiled organizations that are active in religious good works, but they're powered by human strength and activity. Could that be us? Could that be Salem Fields Community Church? I'm so thankful to be a part of the Church of the Nazarene, a denomination that's been around a little over 100 years, about 120 years now. And we have pastors and churches all over America and around the world. We're an international church. We have over those pastors, we have district superintendents who help us. And I want you to pray for our district superintendent, Dr. Philip Fuller and our church board. They're praying and working diligently to help find God's will for our new pastor. And we may be hearing some good news about their progress in the next week or so. And I just say, praise the Lord, continue to pray for them. Dr. Fuller, oversees all the work of the Church of the Nazarene in Virginia. And then we have leaders over those district superintendents who are around the world. We have six general superintendents. Three are actually from the United States and three are from other countries around the world. And they are mighty men and a woman of God. And I am so thankful for them. And I wanted you to hear from them today as they speak about Pentecost. Listen to their hearts and the powerful story of Pentecost. We have
3: been on a journey from Easter to Pentecost. The first Pentecost following the resurrection and ascension of Jesus is the birth of the church. The events of that day are vividly described in Acts chapter two and reveal the purpose of Pentecost through the powerful images of wind, fire, and tongues.
0: Wind is descriptive of power. Fire is descriptive of purity. But it was not power for the sake of power or purity for the sake of purity. It was power and purity given to do something. That purpose is revealed in the image of tongues. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability.
2: The last words Jesus said to his first disciples are known as the Great Commission. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. This comes to us from Matthew 28, 19 through 20. But how were they going to do that? They did not have the power, courage, or passion for that assignment. They needed something they did not have to fulfill the missionary mandate given by Jesus. They needed a gift. And so Jesus gave them this promise. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth.
3: It is interesting that in all three of these Pentecost images, there is reference to speaking or hearing. They heard the sound. They were given the gift of language to proclaim. Even the flames of fire looked like tongues. This is no accident. The church was born to give witness to the good news of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit gives the church a voice to share the gospel to every generation, even to the ends of the earth.
2: God does not pour out His Spirit to make us a holy huddle. God moves on His church to make us a mighty army. Pentecost gives us the passion to care, the power to speak, and the boldness to move out. Pentecost is what purifies us, sets our hearts on fire, and enables us to communicate the unquenchable love of God and the restoration of all things through Jesus, who is making all things new.
0: Not even a global pandemic can prevent the purpose of Pentecost from being fulfilled. Let us be a church on mission, empowered by the promise of the Father, purified by the sanctifying spirit, and boldly proclaiming that Jesus Christ is Lord. Oh,
4: I'm so thankful to be a part of a great group, the Church of the Nazarene, who earnestly desire to continue to make the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit central to everything we do. We must have his anointing. So today, as we celebrate Pentecost, as you think about Pentecost, will it just be another salute to a past event and then put back in the drawer we keep it in? Or will we truly become aware of our desire for so many other things than the fullness of his spirit that we drop to our knees and we plead for him to change our hearts? Think about it, folks. If we accept Tozer's evaluation, then 95% of what we do as believers, it's only being done without God's Holy Spirit. And his spirit is only present and working in 5% of his church. So I have to ask you today, church of which group are you a part? The 95% who do it on their own or the 5% who are truly saying, Lord, fill me now. May I be your instrument. You see the type of birthday party that we're celebrating today. When we celebrate the birthday of the church at Pentecost, it's a unique party. It's unique to God himself. You see, normally a host expects you to bring gifts to them, and then they might give you a little token goodie bag or some kind of little trinket as you leave. But God invites us to come. He invites us to this great big party of celebration and he takes our little gifts of filthy rags and in exchange, he gives us all of himself. You see, he always gives more than he receives from us. He takes our sin and guilt and gives us his Holy Spirit cleansing and power to enable us to live victorious Christian life. Praise the Lord. Let's serve Him. God keeps pouring out more and more. He's got a bigger shovel than you've got, and He is love-driven. I mean, our God is love-driven to reunite humanity with Himself. He wants you. He loves you. He has big plans for you. And I have to say, and I'm sure you would even say, why? Why me? Well, trust me, we'll never begin to understand the love of God. We'll never understand His great love for us until we see Him in heaven. And by the way, that's one of the main reasons I want to get to heaven. I want to know the answers. I want to be close to the source of all this. And I'm glad for the daily walk as he lives in my heart and leads me. But I am so glad that one day I will see him face to face. Praise the Lord. What a blessing we have. You know, across the years, God appeared to various people throughout the Bible. He came to Abraham and made a covenant with him and walked with him. He came to other leaders and walked with them. That's the Old Testament way. They walked with God. But you know what, folks? The disciples in the New Testament walked with Jesus, and that was even a little bit more personal because he was physically there, but he can only touch a few. But now the Holy Spirit doesn't want to just walk with us. He wants to live in us. And so you and I can take his presence wherever we go. And one of these days we'll know who he is because we've seen him, we've known him. He's walked in our lives across the years and we will see Jesus and know his presence with joy and glory. The outpouring of God himself at Pentecost is God's most personal, perfect action to reunite humanity to himself. He said, come to me. In exchange for our willful attendance at the party, if you'll just show up, we are gifted with the very essence of God, His Holy Spirit, in order to go out and spread the gospel news of Jesus throughout our world. The kingdom of God really now is the Garden of Eden restored and renewed in the heart of every human who will freely exchange sin-soaked flesh for spirit-soaked blessing. Oh, I want that. Pentecost is a glorious day to celebrate, but it's much more than just a celebration. It's our call to surrender, to be filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit of God, which empowers us to go out into the mission, out into all of our world and preach the gospel. So I have to ask you today, it's so pertinent. I'm a coach. I have to say this makes sense. Are you doing it? Is the power of God's Holy Spirit real in your life right now? I pray that it is and I hope that you'll rejoice and pray for others. But if you say, you know, I've got questions about that, I'm not sure, or I know it's not, then why don't you just open your heart and say, forgive me, Lord, I want all you have for me. i open my heart. Holy Spirit, fire burn within my soul as I call upon your name. Holy Spirit, burn like a fire, all consuming. Consume me here in your presence, Lord. I surrender. Can you make that your prayer? God, speak to our hearts. May your will be done in each one. As we open our hearts, pray the prayer of full surrender. Thank you, Lord, for your great gift of the Holy Spirit. And I want to be real in my heart and in each person's life. Speak to us. Amen.
1: Oh, Holy Spirit, burn like a fire. Oh, consuming, consuming.
0: Well, we sure hope that you enjoyed our worship today at Salem Fields. We were so glad that you joined us. Remember to check out our social media pages to stay up to date with all the things that we may have that are coming up this coming week. I also ask you and remind you to pray for our ministries in Port Harcourt, Nigeria, our pastors James and Charity Anwa, and Manu and his family in India. God's doing a great thing, and we hope that he blesses you this week. God bless.